0: I'm Anna Horford, and you're listening to
1: the Celtics Life Podcast. Welcome inside the Celtics Life Podcast. This episode, we're talking about the All-Star starters, who we think belongs on the team, and our own take on the new All-Star game format that's now less than a month away what we think the league should add in. Plus, the chaos going on in Cleveland. I'm Toper Lane, alongside Mark Allison. Mark, how's it going?
0: Pretty good, my man. What's up?
1: Well, I think we should start off This podcast with just a quick goodbye to Celtics legend JoJo White, Hall of Famer, uh, passed away at the age of 71 due to cancer. Um, He was drafted by Red Auerbach in 1969, won two championships with the Celtics in 74 and 76. He was actually finals MVP in 76. And I I mean, I'm 24 years old, so I, I was going back and watching all this stuff. And it was remarkable watching that, like just the highlights of that game. It was like a wild three overtime game where he played like 60 minutes. The entire game, yeah. Yeah. It was just absolutely crazy. And so, you know, I was looking back at this and it was just, it was incredible. You know, I mean, you, you see all those numbers in the rafters of the TD Garden and, you know, you just think about how they're all legends, but you don't necessarily know what they accomplished. And obviously there's just so much, so much going on with, with everything that those guys have done. I mean, that's why they're up there. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just really cool to look back at that. Um, unfortunately, under, under tough circumstances, but uh, you know, really really awesome to see you know the legacy that he left and that you know his numbers up there.
0: Number yeah, is up and like the that. Celtics get a lot of flack for having so many numbers up there, and you know, some guys maybe not so deserving or, or whatever to, to some skeptics. But Jojo White definitely belongs yeah. up there. So, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. I also I was amazed to see he was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys football. And apparently, also the Cincinnati Reds in baseball. He was like a three-sport athlete. I think he's getting
0: drafted. Yeah, I think he's the only player to ever be drafted by three pro sports. I I know he was the first at the time for sure. But I'm, I'm to this day, I'm pretty sure that you know, I mean, you see a lot of guys that get you know two-sport athletes or whatever. Uh, Ainge was a two-sport athlete um, drafted for one of the baseball. I forget what baseball team, but and you see it a lot more with football, like quarterbacks and their pitchers as Mm -hmm. well. But um, yeah, I have three sports is—I mean, that's that's nuts. That is a tremendous athlete.
1: Yeah, so it was it was cool to kind of learn all this stuff about him and and to read up on that. But uh, Tom Lane, one of our writers, wrote a pretty great piece about him on our, on our website uh, the day that he had died. And so that was that was really a pretty good piece. If you want to check that out on Celtics Life, but we'll kind of move on. Just wanted to start off with that, say goodbye to legend of JoJo White. But we'll start off now with uh, kind of the most recent news for the Celtics in that Kyrie Irving is a starter for the All-Star team, which I think everyone expected. Yeah, no-brainer. Right. Yeah. Although I, th- I was kind of complaining to you guys. I was so annoyed with the ad campaign of, like, make Kyrie a starter. Yeah. Or make him, make him a captain. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, come on. Like, we know it's whoever gets the most votes. We knew LeBron oh. and Giannis had, like, an extra half a million votes right. on anybody Right, else. right. I was just kind of annoyed that they kept trying to push, make him a captain. Mm-hmm. So any thoughts on the starters? Any surprise? Just
0: look at the lineups. I mean, I, I think they nailed it personally, the, the two starting lineups. Um, obviously with the new format, we'll get into that in a second. But the, uh, you know, the, who knows who's going to be playing with who, but the East starters, Kyrie, DeMar, LeBron, um, Giannis. And I mean, Joel Embiid, um, I, he's probably the best center in the East, right? Yeah. And that's, it's
1: interesting because I don't think he's among the best forwards in the East, and it's it's based on mm-hmm. forwards and
0: guards. Right, you know? right. Because they, they right they basically eliminated that. It's bigs and and guards. Yeah, right? and so
1: I think when people are voting, they they think of it as a more traditional lineup, and so they vote mm-hmm. with like, okay, I need a point guard, I need a shooting guard, I need some point yeah, yeah, ball, yeah. And center. And so I, you know, I mean, I think that if we're just talking forwards and guards, that I wouldn't put Embiid in there necessarily. <laughs>
0: Who would you put instead?
1: Oh, man. Who's in the... I mean, I'd mean, I say Horford. <laughs> but I, I know that he
0: probably shouldn't be a well, I, I Well, but see, you could... Horford's technically a traditional center. Technically. I mean, he plays center enough for us that, you know, even if he really yeah, is a power forward, pers- I mean, he you you can play him at center and pers- that doesn't really... That's, you know, it's not that out of I guess- place. He's probably the only other guy I I could think of that should have challenged for that spot, personally. Yeah, you needed a traditional Yeah, opinion. I know.
1: And oh, that's know. just how people vote. You know, it's just it's how they, they think about right. it. And you can see the same with the West. I mean, I was surprised. I think the only surprise for me was DeMarcus Cousins, who I, you know, he's obviously a phenomenal player, but I just didn't see him as an all-star starter, you know?
0: Well, I'm glad he's in there instead of Draymond Green. Yeah. Personally. Um, I, I think he's a much better, he's a... He is a more dominant player than Draymond Green. Draymond's more in the line of of a Horford, where he's like a you know a super complimentary yeah. player, right? Kind of does a little bit of everything. He's an elite defender. They both, I mean, they're kind of of the same hat, although they're mm-hmm. both very different players. But I, I think Cousins, and again, it's probably along with the the center thing yeah. too. You know, I think he's technically the center on the Pelicans, right? They consider Davis the power forward. Yep.
1: Do you think it's weird that it's two teammates on the West, that Curry and, and Durant and then Davis and
0: Cousins are all starters? Do you think that's kind I, of strange? I think it's weird in the fact that, I mean, you, you can understand like the Warriors, like last year, remember they almost had the entire starting lineup. Oh yeah, they had four of them, right? They had four, right? Yeah. But but they're, they're the most dominant team. I mean, that, so it's kind of, you know, it makes sense. But with uh, with the Pelicans, I mean, they're kind of a borderline playoff team right now. So it's it's kind of funny that a borderline playoff team has two players, but it, yeah. I, I still think he's, you know, Cousins is technically the best second, this, traditional center.
1: Yeah, so this change comes as there's now the the new changes of the format and the voting and things like that. And so the, the two highest vote-getters needs conference are the captains. So we know it's at least going to be LeBron versus Curry. Bless you. We know it's at least going to be LeBron versus Curry. Mm-hmm the all-star game. But then they next week are going to pick their teams. Like bunnies, like, it's going to be it's going to be like playground style like you pick your teams, you're the captains. And you know, Kyrie was talking about how he thinks it's going to be a lot more competitive because of this. Sure. I think it's going to be strange with
0: LeBron. Do you think he's going to pick Kyrie? No, he's definitely not going to pick Kyrie, right? Pick Kyrie. This is this is this kills me though. So, apparently they're not going to they're not going to show this. It's not going to be on TV. There'll be reporters there. Bro why yeah isn't that strange well here's and here's my here's the thing i first of all it would be a, a ratings bonanza i think like oh, you throw like, that on like tnt or something like that yeah maybe they could have some fun with it you know i mean the nhl has theirs on tv don't they yes i just think at least they, they used to i, I just think that
1: it, they wouldn't know how to do it like whether they do it like draft style or maybe they just want it to be a quick process like i don't know
0: if like being so they, they, they should have had some fun with it and made it a big joke right but here's – here's I guarantee you this is why they didn't do it. Now, you look at a team, a sport like hockey, right? I mean, you know, I'm sure people that play hockey have played pick-up hockey games. But, I mean, it's not as common as, you know, going down to a basketball court and shooters shooting free throws and first two guys pick teams, right? Or even going back to, like, school and stuff, picking teams, right? Nobody wants to be the last guy picked, right? And I will bet you anything that the players, like – that were these two all star teams like the players didn't want to have this format like televised because they don't want to know who was the last pick guy. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Don't you think? It, because basketball, you know, you're the last guy picked. It's it's always kind of a joke, like right? But you're still, and, I mean, you're
1: still an all star. Like it's not like it's. Like, I understand it's that, but from the playground style, because it's not like it's like, like you're picking everybody on the on the blacktop. It's like you're picking from like two hundred dudes.
0: But no? still, you're still picking from those guys, and no one wants to be the last guy picked out of those guys. I will bet you anything that that, that is what, why they nixed that. Because why wouldn't they have it on TV? Well, I'm sure they're going to kind of live and learn. I, I'm sure next year there will be a change for this. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I think that's a huge miss, a huge miss, right? Like they could have done it like – and I don't know. How, how do they practice? Like They practice what, a couple days leading up to it? Don't they get together and have, like, some shoot-arounds or whatever? I don't think so. Like, are you sure? I'm pretty sure they get together and at least play, you know, they have at least, like, one practice, like, shoot-around session or whatever. I'm sure, don't get me wrong, I'm sure it's not a grueling practice, but don't you think they get around on the court, like, the day before? They must. I
1: think, like, the three-point shooting contest and all that stuff is the, (laughs) I think that's, like, the war and stuff. I think that's as, as extensive as it gets. I don't think there's much of a practice of sorts.
0: Oh, I'll bet you they there is, but I don't yeah, know. Need to ask so you idea. could be right. I don't know. But, I mean, you know, they, they're going to – I don't know. I just, it just kind of boggles my mind that they wouldn't – they could have had a lot of fun with this like the week before or doing it like opening night. Like let's say it was yeah. like uh, opening night, make it the Wednesday. You know, it's usually like the Thursday night, right, or something like that. Yeah. Or have yeah. it Thursday night. That's, you know, have a little half-hour program where these guys draft their teams. It could have been super fun. Yeah, that's absolutely I right. would have tuned in for that. Yeah, I, would, I, mean, I
1: completely agree. I think my only – I think the issue with that would just be logistics If like, you don't know if you're going to be an all-star until
0: that. Well, they, they know now, don't they? Oh, no. When did the rest of the guys find out, though? And when when like, they get picked, right? No, 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 no. So this is going to shake out, you know, how – so now the players, coaches, um, they pick the rest of the players. This is the fan vote, right, mm-hmm. for the starters? Yeah. Like, they're going to – there's going to be a pool of guys from them to pick from. It's not going to be from the whole NBA. Oh, well, that makes... Because otherwise, these guys would just pick their whole teams. That's... that's like, No, they wouldn't. You know, they <laughs> Yes, they would. Steph yeah, And yeah, LeBron, mean.
1: at least, like, they would know, like, okay, I gotta
0: pick, like... Because the- they all enjoy playing with each other, and you can see that... I don't want to all- see J.R. Smith on the damn all-star team. I, right? I would, yeah, but
1: there's no... Wade and Smith, oh, God. LeBron likes J.R. Smith enough to pick him over... Uh, that is his boy. Yep. Over yep, Paul do. George? You think he'd pick him over... Uh, well, Dwayne- well, no, maybe not no, since Dwayne he's going to try and lure Paul George to. Dwayne Wade would be on the lineup if LeBron got to choose anybody.
0: Mm-hmm. And Chris. Imagine. So here's this. Good good choice. So if these are the starters. So wait a minute. God, we should have probably looked into this a little bit more. <laughs> now, so no, no. So this is how it works. So those are the two captains, right? We got the starters, and we're going to get the rest of the players. Um, you know, they'll do it in another week or two. I don't know when it'll be on TNT they'll release the reserves just like they always do. Yeah. And, that's and the then from those really pool of guys, that's who they, that's how they'll select. Okay, cool. Well, then that makes it so, sense. Yeah. So they're not going to be picking from the entire NBA, which is, why I, which is why I was saying like no one wants to be the last guy picked out of that group. If, if, if it was the way that you were saying, there would be no reason to worry about it because if you were the last one selected, you are still picked over like 200 other guys. But, you know, if there's however many guys there are total, was it 12 guys on each team? So – if there's 24 guys, no one wants to be the, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, the last guy picked.
1: Yes. That's, uh, yeah.
0: I think I, that's why I think that the players shut that down.
1: Okay, so adding in this, like, TV-style thing would be mm-hmm. a great addition to how the NBA is changing this. I really like the general structure that they've had, the Captains and... It's not mm-hmm. east
0: versus west necessarily. a you see a jerk, right. by the jersey? Right, and you see different guys play with different guys, yeah. right? Did you see the jerseys by the, the way? No, I didn't see them. All oh, the jerseys are cool. Yeah, nice. I'll, I'll
1: post that to Twitter with the hashtag CLPop. But those are those are sweet. But is there anything else that you think th- that should be added, like just for the fun of it, or for like viewers to enjoy?
0: Um. So I, so we were talking about some stuff last week, right? Having like uh, coaches versus refs game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Wouldn't that be sweet? Mm-hmm. I like I like but then we we were discussing it. I also like coaches versus GMs. Because there's a lot of GMs who are like yeah. legit players, yeah. you know, like Danny Ainge. And you know. that might be a better matchup because we know these refs can run up and down the floor every night. Yeah. So they could put on like full court press and just run the, run up and down the floor on these coaches, now, you know? My caveat for
1: this was that you have to have like a couple players as the refs. So like preferably guys who get cooler. bad calls. So but so that you, you have, have like
0: big game players too. Like, it would be cool if LeBron James was one of the referees yeah. and, you know, or James Harden, right? James Harden. And they'd get like their, uh, their, their um, if, it, if it was the referees, especially that were playing exactly. in the game, they could get like their vengeance.
1: One of the refs like drives, gets like foul, fouled pretty
0: hard. LeBron's just shaking mm-hmm. his head, doesn't want to <laughs> blow the whistle. Yeah, no, no call, no call. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they'd that would be awesome. That would be a lot of fun. I think that'd be no, idea. it would be cool to do something like that.
1: I Yeah, and I, I wish we could get people on board with that. I
0: mean, it, it wouldn't be like a it'd be like a 20-minute
1: game, like not like a really huge thing. But that would mm-hmm. be a fun way to open up All-Star Weekend because, you know, it yep. off, I, I don't care about much besides the game and the dunk contest, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Well,
0: really and fun. what about, like, you know how they do, the, the, like, the pro-am game, whatever? Like, don't you think that would be cooler if they did a, like recently retired players like made their own teams so like you now like two captains like say like guys that could still probably play like you know you seen like brian scalabrini playing in the um that that um that three ball tournament yeah. the, the ice cube thing mm-hmm. like what if you took a guy like him and a, somebody else like names maybe not huge names but everyone knows brian scalabrini right and he can still play he's young enough that you know he can still ball and had him make a team and then like, you know, you could bring guys like Iverson back for a game like that, you know, like recently retired or however long they've been retired guys that can still ball and have instead of it being like this pro am thing where half the people can't even play. And it's like little bow wow, like, you know, running amok on people, like have actual like players play yeah. old players. I think you'd get a more competitive and like cooler game. Oh, yeah, I'd agree. The celebrity game is fun. It it is sometimes, but sometimes they have a bunch of people that can't play at all. And it's just like, you know, it's kind of embarrassing. And then they'll have like, they'll have like a WNBA player on there who's like not really trying because she would really smoke everybody, you know?
1: Because Kevin Hart used to play hard in the celebrity game. Mm -hmm. And I remember Monet Davis like crossed him up. and like (laughs) completely destroyed him and he called that his retirement
0: from (laughs) the celebrity game. There's always like a handful of people that were good in the celebrity game. Like Michael Rappaport was really good. Yeah, um, and like whoever, uh, I think Nelly, Nelly was good. Was dude uh, from, uh, Bow wow. That
1: dude from that Disney movie. Was Zach Efron was he? Did he play and was like surprisingly good? I don't no, know. It was, Maybe it was a guy from Hunger Games, the one who the Little dude. I don't know the names. I'm I, not good. At this I don't name. know. But he, yeah, the guy yeah. who looks kind of like Zach Efron was like he was okay. Solid. <laughs> actually,
0: yeah, albeit small. I don't know. Yeah. The celebrity
1: game can be entertaining.
0: It can be, but I think a lot of times there's a lot of people that can't play out there, yeah. and it just looks like a mess. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we'll, we'll send some... You'll see, like, three people dominate the ball the whole game, and that's we'll it. We'll
1: send some pitches to the
0: league. Do you have uh,
1: yeah. do you have Adam Silver's, like, phone number or email? Uh,
0: yeah, I've got it. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, so yeah, just- I'll, we'll definitely get <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah,
1: just get it over. <laughs> it. Uh, I, I want to bring the conversations to the Cavs right now because... Right now, it's kind of a mess, especially at the end of this week, this weekend, I should say, the Cavs lost by like 25 points, even though they put 124
0: on the board. And so this, the Thunder just
1: destroyed them, they absolutely destroyed them, put up like 150 points,
0: mm-hmm. somewhere
1: around there. Why are the Cavs so bad at defense? I, I mean, any, any I th- ideas, any
0: thoughts? <laughs> they have a bunch of guys who aren't interested in playing defense. Right. I mean, I, we, we talked about this at the beginning of the season, right. And even before Isaiah was going to come back, we knew he was going to be a detriment on that side of the floor. Right. Um, you just kind of hope his offense outweighs it. And right now his offense isn't really going yet. So he's really a sore sight out there. Yeah. You know, he's very, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to watch, but I mean, he's playing his way back. I'm not, you know, not saying he's not going to be back to normal, but he's not there yet. Um, so that means he's a detriment on both ends of the floor. We talked about this at the beginning of the year. So you got LeBron. He plays, he can play very good defense when he wants to. And during the regular season, that comes and goes. Big games, he'll get up for him, And then other times it's like a run of the mill thing, right? Dwayne Wade, I, this guy hasn't played defense in like three years. You know, he was brought on. He was a starter for a while. He's playing a, a lot of minutes, right? J.R. Smith, another guy. If he could just shoot all the time, that's all he would do. I, I just, you know, I think Tristan Thompson is okay around the bucket, but he hasn't looked right. Kevin Love was never really known for his defense, right? He's a great rebounder and he can shoot and he's got some good moves in the post, but he's not known. Like, they don't. Who's your. Who's like your. Who's your Draymond Green or your Al Horford? Like, you're, you're one guy that you can count on night in and night out to be, like, a, you know, solid defender. Mm-hmm. They don't have one. And when LeBron's not, you know, playing defense. Yeah, so after this game, Isaiah said
1: to reporters, quote, we played a lot harder in Boston last season. And we have the mm-hmm. guys to do that on this team. We just got to do it and really lock in on the end. And he said, I think on that end, we just don't trust each other and that has to change. You know, I, I was looking at Twitter comments after this. and A lot of people were like, well, I mean, he says that the Celtics tried harder or played harder, but, like, he was still detrimental in Boston. But he, especially in the playoffs, Isaiah was playing the hardest defense of anybody. Like, he was – Yeah.
0: Pretty, like, I mean, everybody. The, the knock against him is not for a lack of trying, yeah. right? It's for a lack of height and size where pretty much, I mean, you and I could shoot over him, okay. you know? So I, that's where his – it's definitely not on the effort end. Yeah. But how, how pissed do you think Cavs fans and, and the Cavs players, probably even more so, get that he just keeps talking about Boston? Like, he just yeah. can't, like, he just can't let it go. I mean, I, look, I, I understand the guy was heartbroken and stuff like that. But it's it's getting almost to, like, an uncomfortable level where it's, yeah. like... Yeah, he's,
1: like, that guy that just like, like broken up with I, and doesn't want to keep... Like, yeah. like man, like, I, I miss my ex-girlfriend, you know? Like, she was really... <laughs> Yeah, here's why I miss I mean, her.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> you. get. I, I, it's like, it's kind of, it's, I don't know. Every, the more and more he talks about Boston, it's kind of, it makes me cringe because imagine being, uh, this guy's on your team and you're like, is this guy like all in here? Cause it sure, sure sounds like he's like still got half his, you know, his, his shorts under his shorts are still green or something, you know, <laughs> like if, if we were playing them, when we play them on February 11th, there uh, Paul Pierce night, you almost get the feeling that if, if they were just like, you know, Isaiah, if you want to come and sit on our bench, man, that's cool, man. Like, you know, it's, it's like it's, – you would, you would totally do it. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. It's it's kind of it's, weird. It's a little so there's, weird.
1: So there's conversations about trades trying to remedy this, right, this defensive issue that the Cavs are having. Do you think Isaiah will be in that in part because maybe he's causing some locker room fissures in a sense? I I
0: he might be, like, unintentionally, yes. I, yeah. And I, it wouldn't shock me if they tried to move on from him because I don't think that he was a big reason why they made that deal anyways, right? Th- they thought they were going to get a really high Brooklyn uh, pick. Wrong. Wait. Wrong. Um, I, I disagree with that. I think that Isaiah was a big part of that <clears throat> Well, I think, he was a, I think he was, like, I mean, I don't think they would have made the deal had he not been in it because they thought that, you know, he could potentially put in the same kind of, you know, get the same kind of um, – they were expecting to get about an equivalent return on Kyrie that, uh, in, in terms, terms of Urban, yeah. yeah, at least for the short term, right? So,
1: yeah, that's um, why I think the physical thing, like the whole medical <clears throat> stuff, that almost voided the trade was such a big deal because they were concerned that he <clears throat> wouldn't be able to come back. I think they were surprised that he was right. as hurt as he was. Oh, and, definitely. I, I mean, and yeah. I think they thought, you know, it's fine. It's, it's going to work out when they ended up accepting it. But no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I, I also, that they were. Uh, that he wasn't, like, a core part of that trade. I think that the Brooklyn pick sweetened it.
0: Jay Crowder sweetened it. They obviously don't care about Zizic. I I think the Brooklyn pick was bigger than him. A bigger piece. I do. I I think they thought they were going to get a top-five pick. So,
1: you and I were talking about this then. They're pursuing, the Cavs are pursuing George Hill and DeAndre Jordan based on reports that we've seen. Mm -hmm. Is then the Brooklyn pick untouchable, or since it's clearly lost a lot of value, is it something
0: that they might be willing to part with,
1: even though they, they you know, seemingly are getting even closer and closer to losing LeBron James?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think they're in a really tough spot, because well, it's someone we were talking the other day about trading LeBron, was it? Yeah, you I. don't remember, remember. who was it Yeah, and I just, like... I don't think they will do that. And, uh, and I don't think that they, they, I don't think they really can because if they let him walk away, like there's nothing like, they, they can just blame, you no, know, there he goes again, like he's gone, you know? But if they trade him away, I mean, the, you know, that's, you, you can't when you're in a position to, you could potentially compete for a title. You're the Cleveland Cavaliers and we saw what happens when he leaves. I mean, you have to try everything you can to keep him. But like going back to the Isaiah thing, in where I think they thought they were going to get Kyrie Irving or a version of Mm -hmm. Kyrie Irving, right? Very similar uh, in terms of their production last year for this season. But being that his contract's up at the end of the year, then they could base this on whether he played great or not. They can decide if they want to re-sign him or if LeBron leaves, they might just blow the whole thing up. And that's what Justin seems to think, um, that that is the plan. And that's why they thought like they can just start over and go nuclear and you know go right to the bottom i mean um the last time that lebron left they did that and ended up with Kyrie irving you know that's why i
1: say that you said you know look what happens when he leaves and i'll say yeah they were one of the worst teams in the east until he came back it was you know they just could not a dysfunctional Mm -hmm. franchise in a lot of ways and that's why i say go all in this year if you can yeah but if, if it you know what? What's the deadline? Three o'clock on on the eighth of February. Yep. If at two fifty five, you got literally nothing. Mm-hmm. May I say this team isn't going to win a title. It's just not.
0: No, I, I don't think so. I, I mean, they're going to have a hard time getting out of the East. Exactly. If, if, unless something happens, and, you know, unless Isaiah all of a sudden turns it on, and he's Isaiah from last year. But it, really, their problems are not on the offensive end, and their problems are like a lack of effort on the defensive end right
1: now. And that's why I say, if at two fifty five on Thursday the eighth, they've got mm-hmm. nothing, and they realize we're not gonna we're not gonna compete for a title this year, we're gonna maybe you know have LeBron out of the finals for the first time since he was like twenty two years old, you know however, mm-hmm. however old he was. This might be the first time LeBron isn't isn't in the finals, and it's maybe gonna be our fault. Trade him yeah. and get an unbelievable return that jump starts but, but I don't know what it's, return they is, would get This is me just being completely ridiculous but like I I think honestly the Cavs have a really really difficult road one that they're not used to in the Eastern Conference and mm-hmm. in the Raptors and in the Celtics
0: and the yep. Wizards and and as of right now I think they would have to play both of them right Yes yeah. like you know they would have to play us and um the Raptors in road series too
1: Yeah if if everything stands as it does now, yeah, and then first round they would play the Bucks,
0: I think. Yeah, right. so that's, that's like not, not ideal. Milwaukee,
1: right. which I mean, that's that's not. I mean, just with the way they play, it's not that, that terrifying. But
0: like, sure, sure, but Giannis first seven game series. Yeah, I mean, it's just not fun. But then you know right. you get
1: kind of worn down from that because LeBron would probably be the only guy who guard Giannis. Right, worn down from that. Then you go on to, to Toronto if they mm-hmm. fall with the seeds as they are now, and then you go on to Boston. And, yeah, uh, it's just a really crummy, it's just a not a fun playoff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you go to the finals against Golden State, Houston. Yeah. You know, it's like, Or
0: Houston, right. There's just
1: not, not a clear path for the finals this year. So, like, this is just me being absolutely crazy. But, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I think, honestly, it's something that, that they should consider if, like, they got mm-hmm. nothing at
0: 255 on, on February 8th. Yeah. No, I, I just, I don't know what kind of haul they would get for him, given that what's a team going to give up for a rental of lebron i guess i guess if you're if you were a team that was on you know the cusp of title contention yeah. and you thought you could just swing him in but or you know, the spurs would if, do the
1: Spurs.
0: or you're a team that thought you had a legitimate chance, shot to keep him so if you're like the um if you were the lakers right and you thought that by having him and getting his bird rights or whatever you know what i mean like you would have i, I don't know But what do they have to offer? They they might not get their first round pick this year, so it's like that's that's why I think
1: it'd be a team. It would be a team that wants to contend.
0: Yeah, that's why. Yeah, more more so than a team like the Lakers or something. That this is a
1: different kind of rental because it's LeBron James, the Spurs.
0: Well, and he probably has a full no trade clause too. I would imagine the Spurs. So yeah, so so he's you know he's only going to a contender.
1: Yeah, and I I think that he could go to a couple teams, make them extremely relevant, you Mm -hmm. know, and make them yeah. just absolutely dominant and completely changed the landscape of the West if he goes West or wherever he could yeah. go to. But again, this is compl- – it's not even a serious conversation, but I think it's a, an interesting thing to think
0: about. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can do it at all just based on the fact that they have to let him walk away as, and paint it as if he left them again because if you're that ownership and that GM, you can't be the one that traded away your hometown guy – you know even though he screwed you before i I just don't see how you could do it you know i don't think the fans would give up uh, would forgive him and especially like if that's the case and he is going to leave they at least want one last ride right you know like one last he still hasn't lost he still made the final seven straight times and you know who knows we've seen him flip the switch before and look like a totally different team and they looked pretty bad last year when we got into april and they turned it right around Mm -hmm. so yeah. Um,
1: no, and, and you, you are right. I just, I think it's an interesting thing to think about.
0: I, yeah, I agree sure.
1: with you. It's just, yeah. I just...
0: Yeah, no, I know. Interesting, just a little aside here. Golden State, Houston, you know, how about like the Houston actually looking like they, they could come out of the West? Well, the important, like, the important, they've done the season series yeah, now.
1: Yeah, the important stat to look at is that the Rockets are 17-0 and when their stars are healthy. Yeah. When Harden, CP3, and I think it's Quint Capella are healthy mm-hmm. on the court, they are undefeated.
0: They, they have built their, like, whereas, like, you think, like, Golden State's kind of a team that they they just have so many great players that it's, like, insurmountable. It doesn't matter how they fit together, really, right? They just have a bunch of guys that are shooters. They can play some good defense. But the Rockets are, like, built like a really good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they can kind of do anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're they're a nightmare. And yeah. I think that's that's really a team to seriously look out for. I know everyone's kind of foregone the Western Conference for a long time. They've just kind of expected Golden State will walk out. And, you know, I, I think still they've got a very high chance to do so, but this is gonna be a tough road for them too. You know, the West is is not a cakewalk and you know, O K C when they're on putting up hundred and fifty against the Cavs and Right. You know, when they're when they're scoring, that's a scary team too. They're a matchup nightmare because yeah. they've got oh. No- Three guys
0: that can go off any night. Yeah. So it's so, like
1: Yeah, you know, that's that's a that's a team that's that's something to look into. I wouldn't be surprised if they make moves at the deadline too. The Thunder and try and add some depth.
0: Right. They, yeah, because I mean they got they got some guys they want to keep. So Yeah, so I, I would be
1: surprised if they didn't do anything. But no, there's there's a tough road, but Houston right now is looking like a damn good team. But so to kind of broaden this back to kind of the Celtics perspective, there are guys on the market that maybe we should be chasing. Or, well, I guess, mm-hmm. I guess it's a question of whether we should be chasing and we're kind of talking about this among Celtics life writers of guys like Kemba Walker, Rodney Hood, and this opening in the, you know, that we've had for a while of the, the player, the, the money that we could spend for the injury thing. What is that called? Why can't I think of that mm-hmm.
0: word? Uh, the exception. Yeah, the exception. The, the, injury, yeah, the injury exception. exception yeah. from Gordon Hayward.
1: Granted, we're still maybe yep. thinking Gordon Hayward can come back. Uh, is, is there anybody you think we should try and trade for, or are you kind of happy with the iteration of the lineup as it is now?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's like they were talking about, I mean, i they should, I obviously think it would be, it would be great to be able to add somebody, right? Um, we've certainly got picks that we can move for guys and, you know, people were talking what was coming up, Campbell, Walker, Rodney Hood. I don't, I don't know that that's the, I, I get, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, i I'm. What, what what would it take to get those guys though? You know, beyond the exception.
1: Um, the I for Kemba, I think it would be
0: not a. huge He's got two years left on his deal. I yeah,
1: it would be it'd be a lot. I, I don't think that the Celtics should pursue Kemba necessarily. No, I, I don't. With Rodney no. Hood, I wouldn't be too upset about because he's he's what a two three guy. Yeah, he's yeah yeah really upset, about and that. he can shoot. Yeah, and he's young. Yeah, exactly. So like, I would I would be fine chasing Rodney Hood. The the C's did is. just sign, is it Gerald Eddie? Jerrell Eddie? Yep. He uh, mm-hmm. we signed him to a ten day contract, and he's apparently lethal for three. I haven't seen him play, but just mm-hmm. the numbers that I've seen on Twitter and stuff like that. So yeah. that's, that's something to look at. But I, you know, I'm not someone who thinks that as the first team in the East right now. Yeah, you know, I, I think the only concern, and, and this goes back to our conversation last week of, of the Ringer curse and stuff, and something we, we talked about in terms of numbers, is that the Celtics are having a tough time when Kyrie's not playing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And it would be nice to have some kind of spark of offense when Terry Rozier and and Marcus Smart can't pick that up. And we can't count on them every game to do so. No, So, you know, that'd be nice to have a Rodney Hood or a Kevin Walker for that kind of backup. But I don't think Kev would ever play off the bench.
0: Yeah, I I was a big fan of um, uh, Lou Williams. But as the Clippers play better, uh, you know, how... How interested they're going to be in moving him? I don't know.
1: Yeah, especially after his like fifty point game, like a week and a half. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, don't, I don't, I'm not too excited about either of those guys. You I know, mean, I, I think they'd be a solid addition, but I don't want to spend what it would take to get either of them.
0: Right. I, I think it's more likely that the exception we uh, gets used at, in, if you know if Danny doesn't get like a sweet deal on something going into the deadline, we're going to be like one of the top places for buyout guys. Yeah. Right. So when the guys start getting bought out of their contracts, I, I think that is the more likely option. And obviously we don't know who those guys are going to mm-hmm. be yet. So yeah. um, I think that's, you know, D- Danny, although he's made some big trades, I mean, he's he's always been hesitant when your team is rolling and you're playing well to like add a guy who's going to play a lot to the mix because then you're kind of throwing things, right? I mean, he, he's always said he's not a huge fan of of, of changing the roster completely because, I mean – Going back to like the Kendrick Perkins Jeff Green trade that kind of torpedoed our season that year. We were playing pretty well, and we the clear clear loss for us was not having Perkins in the playoffs that mm-hmm. year. And uh, you know, think what you want about that trade. I, I thought it was a in deal-wise, it was a pretty good you know even trade, but at the same time, it, it kind of destroyed our um, chemistry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I I think. So. I'd honestly, yeah, I agree. Buyout guys should be our, our main targets, but I, again, I'm not too enticed with either of those, those two, but it's interesting to no. look at. And I'm sure Ainge is, he's probably made a phone call. To be like, Hey, what would that take?
0: <laughs> and, yeah. I'm kind of shocked that they didn't go after Gerald Green because I mean, he's pl- been playing pretty well so far in Houston, but like we've seen what he can do in terms of like, like instant scoring. Like he was huge for us in those playoff games against Chicago. Turn that series around. Yeah. And, I don't know, he's a guy that doesn't have to play all the time. I, I, I thought he was like a no-brainer addition mm-hmm. for that final roster spot. So, kind of, you know, I don't know, a little questionable there. I guess Ainge maybe thinks that there will be some bigger fish that come by out season. Well, also, word. is there an open <laughs> roster spot, or is... That- well, not anymore. Jarrell Eddy's in the 10-day, but, I mean, he's only on a 10-day contract. Yeah, so... We did have an open roster spot, though.
1: Because the, the concept of, of Hayward, who's now, like, shooting... He like was taking
0: a lot of shots.
1: I think from like the elbow, and mm-hmm. that's huge. You know, I mean, I we're in January, we're almost in February, and he's yeah. taking shots. Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously, he's like still a ways away, but yeah, a couple more months. I mean, you know, March, April. I don't know. It's not on the front would be uh would probably be the best addition you could get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? so like I maybe. <laughs> Ains just kind of waiting for that to happen
1: to see if that happens. Yeah. And if not, we're still a pretty sure. good team as long as we're healthy.
0: Yeah. And then, and like, you know, like we'll know, like, buyout season, like, beginning of March, whether that's even a possibility at that yeah. time. I mean, we still got over a month to get there. And if that's even in the ballpark, what, I mean, we'll find that out yeah. then. So, there'll still be guys available. Fortunately, I- we could always call up uh, Jared Solinger, too, over in China. <laughs> How's he doing over there? Have you looked at his numbers at all? Crushing. I mean, he was crushing. I, I haven't looked lately, but I mean, dude, he was putting up like forty and twenty every night.
1: <laughs> I, I do like when people do well over there, like when, when we're yeah,
0: Marberry as as Sellinger. I still enjoy yeah. when they come. didn't. Jordan Crawford play over there for a couple I think years. So, yeah,
1: yeah. There were there were a handful of guys, and they they all do pretty well over there. It's just like a different different yeah. league. So yeah, it's it's nice to see him do well. But uh, yeah, sure. fortunately, Kyrie is going to be back today so we're recording this sunday playing the magic tonight or this afternoon i think so Kyrie's supposed to be back after their shoulder injury sidelined him, and i guess there's the flu kind of going through the locker room from what i've seen from stevens and stuff so kind of tough end to january as far as like health and things go but Mm -hmm. also i was telling you guys it's like only the celtics third time losing back-to-back games yeah, this season yeah. obviously the first two which were really unfair circumstances but and then you know again there were I think it was like end of December or something during that stretch of awfulness but you know the Celtics have been really consistently good at bouncing back and this is the first time we've lost two straight since like
0: you know that, that really tough schedule stretch so
1: I right. blame the ringer curse and I've, you know,
0: I've, I, I'm just gonna say we're not gonna get into this now but if they lose again today <laughs> Then we're gonna have to do like an emergency yeah. ring or curse yeah. podcast to 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 come up with solutions and how we can get out. I'm gonna of look funk. and see the other teams that have escaped it, what they did to do so. So
1: if again, it can, assuming it continues, we'll see. I, I need to kind of take a bigger sample size than this, but
0: you know, it's yeah. A, a final and, and how about we uh, we tagged little B in our uh, podcast last week, and he liked yeah. the post. So shout out to That's the base guy. Be a good cool. sign. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we blessed yeah. it.
1: That that New Orleans game was tough. That one, that one was bad yeah. awesome. with Anthony Davis, like
0: 45 points and overtime. They still, they still had a chance to, I mean, you know, it, it was, it was just, we clearly had no way to stop yeah. him, you know? And I mean, even yeah. for as good of a defender as Al is, Al is normally like the DeMarcus Cousins killer. So, and I think he was matched up with Cousins a lot. Yeah, of he's got, too. he can only have one of the
1: two. You know, it's, it's not a lot. Right.
0: And, and Cousins still had like 20 and 15 or something yeah. like that, but he, you know, um. Even still, I mean, those guys are just a, they're just a weird matchup. Like, I wouldn't want to play them in a playoff no. series only because like, they would just beat you down. I, I, I hope they make the playoffs because I want to see what they do to some of those top teams. Yeah, and West. playoff
1: Rondo like, when he's not playing for the yeah. Mavericks. Yeah,
0: exactly. He's
1: not playing for the yep. Mavericks.
0: As long as he's not playing yeah. for Rick Carlisle. Yeah,
1: he's, he's legit. We saw that, especially in the first round of last year. You almost killed yeah, us last so, year. Yeah. No, that, yeah, I agree. And you know Philly avoided the season sweep, which was, you know, I've got a friend who's a Sixers fan. He was relentless, and I kept, yeah, it was annoying. Now this week, start the West Coast road trip. You know, we got some tough matchups I'd like to be healthy for. Back-to-back in LA. So, it'll be...
0: Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Golden State next Saturday, yeah. I believe.
1: Yeah, so... We'll, we'll kind of have all that coverage. Obviously, you can check out Celtics' life for all that, you know, the recaps and green envies. Hopefully, they're a bountiful of green envies that happen over the course of this week, yes. especially against the Lakers. Is this our first matchup against the Lakers and Lonzo?
0: No, we played them, we played them already. We we beat them. They they were up, uh, and we ended up, they were they were up like 10 points, and then we ended <laughs> up smoking them. It was a national televised game. Earlier, it was like yeah. in November.
1: I don't know. I, I probably <clears throat> watched it, but I just don't remember. So
0: Yeah. We played them at home.
1: Cool. Well, yeah, so we're West Coast. Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, and then uh, Orlando tonight. So, four-game week, technically. Count Sunday. (laughs) So... It'll be it'll be yeah. good. And I will have all that stuff on, on CelticsLife.com. You can also find all of our shirts
0: and hoodies that we make. We've got some cool stuff up there. And even
1: tickets for the next game under that heading.
0: You can find the pod on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and most podcatcher apps. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, be sure to rate us five stars. If you don't like something or have a suggestion, make sure to let us know in the comment on any Celtics Life article or on Twitter with the hashtag CLPod. We're always trying to bring you guys the Celtics coverage you want, the way you like it.
1: All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day,